This is the School of Woo Woo. Welcome, students. Students, seekers, and people looking to have a good time. Hell yeah. We'll be your guides on this metaphysical adventure. I'm Amber. I'm Leah. And class is now in session. Welcome back, students. Hi, class. All right. So we are here for Friday Fuckery for Scorpio. We are. This, again, favorite class of the week. I can't imagine that it won't be my favorite class of the year since it's Scorpio. Oh, really? Well, You're still I mean, saying Scorpio is your favorite topic after last week's or this week's <laughs> class? Earlier this week? I mean, was it not obvious that it's like a love-hate thing? It's oh, okay. the fascination with mm. the thing I'll never have. Okay. You I think how that that's works, how a right? lot of people feel about Scorpios. Love-hate. Yeah. Yeah. Love oh, hate. absolutely. Thank you for bringing that fucking up. Oh, dear. Yeah. No, I was re-listening oh, to some things. shit. What? And you said, <laughs> oh, the things that you love about them, you'll eventually hate. And then I was like, she never went back and said, and like vice versa, or like, and also love. You just left it at that. I was like, or the things that you think that you like hate about a Scorpio, you might actually love about them later. Like that was a little that was a little harsh like that. But I think Yeah, I wonder what I was referring to in the moment. I'd have to go back and re-listen myself. Yeah, well, it was not very nice. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's it's like fair. everything you love, you'll eventually hate. I was like, wow. Isn't that true with like every relationship, though? You're like, gosh, I loved that about you, and now it's the thing I hate the most. I've loved lots of things about you, and I still <laughs> love them. Fuck you. I meant like a mm. loving partner No, I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. So there's this quote that Roz NYC tweeted, and it's actually a Robert Downey Jr. quote talking about um, his drug addiction, mm. but she says it perfectly like describes her feelings towards Scorpios. Okay. Which is, it's like I've got a shotgun in my mouth with my finger on the trigger and I like the taste of gunmetal. Yep, that wraps it up. That's the whole episode today. Thanks and for joining done. us. <laughs> Thanks, Roz. That's a painful truth. Yeah, I was like, okay. So there is that danger aspect to keep in mind. Which is also what's so fucking alluring. Mm. It's like, I know that I'm going to have to do soul retrieval after I fucking fuck (laughs) around with y'all. But something about that feels good in the moment. It does feel good in the moment. I will grant you that. Yes. It it often does feel good. Okay. Level of evil, though, that is incomparable to most signs. Level of evil. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) What other sign would you say of the Zodiac that could snatch parts of your soul away? Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay. Level of evil. (laughs) Because it's that gray lizard versus the eagle. It's the fuckery versus the divine healer Mm. of the eagle. Yeah. So you got to go find the fucking eagles to fix the gray lizard problem. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. They're the only ones that know the magic to like reverse that. <laughs> They're like, oh dear, I've seen this before. Um, so we generally start with feedback if we've got any. And we do have some feedback on our Twitter. <laughs> yes. So Maria wrote and said that female Scorpios often will, or some of them. Some of them, yeah, Scorpions. This was about to get real crazy. It was, (laughs) but the serial killer episode is like next week. Yeah, we're not there yet. 
that female scorpions, um, some of them will eat the male after sex. And so the males will run away really quickly after mating. And so she said, they're not really ghosting you. They're they're like (laughs) self-preservation. And then I think she said, cough, cough, Leah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Embarrassing. (laughs) I never thought of myself as Myra from Animaniacs until I read the tweet. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that sounds awful. Well, so it's just part of their nature. They've got to run away. Yeah. It's just what happens. They're saving themselves. So embarrassing when left to my own devices. Huh? I forgot a question. <sighs> what? <laughs> what? What? So, Did I not answer for you? Uh, it's just embarrassing on my part because, look, I can't even do this thing halfway on my own. So <laughs> you did the just question- fine. <laughs> Just fucking fine. The question that I forgot to ask was, Mm. if you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? Oh, well, for our loyal students who attend all of their classes, Mm -hmm. they would have already heard my answer in the Virgo episode. Okay, well, can you... Yeah, nope. So go back. (laughs) If you aren't a good student, I guess you better go back to the Virgo episode and find out my answer. That is not going to fly here today in class. So feel free to actually extrapolate a little bit more. Okay. Well, what I said in that episode was that people need to get fucked more, but I think I said more orgasms. Um, I think people should be well fucked. Yes. But in that, it's sexual healing, really. Yeah. Like Marvin Gaye. Yeah. I really, really believe in the power of sexual healing. I want to do that for people. I, mm-hmm. you know, wish that that was a profession that wasn't just called prostitution. Like, or sex work, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of women hold, like, trauma in their G-spot. A lot of men hold trauma in their prostate. It's like, it's how are you so, helping to release Even that this? is so scorpionic when you think about it. Because mm-hmm. your extreme pleasure zones in your body require the ability to be vulnerable enough to go there, first of all, because mm-hmm. they're in very hidden, vulnerable spots. Right, in the they're body. hidden up inside of mm-hmm. you. Right. So they require a level of trust to access them. Yeah. And then, in order to feel the extreme pleasure, it may require a lot of pain to experience a lot of pain before you can actually have the fullness of that pleasure. Mm-hmm. And it's like you when you hear women reporting they had a G-spot orgasm and then they just bawled. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's this release of energy that isn't getting processed because mm-hmm. it is hidden away. Mm-hmm. And people don't know how they want to be touched and they don't know how to touch other people. And I just love that once people feel comfortable and full, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, then they can then, with their cup full, go and spread that to mm-hmm. joy to other people. Because mm-hmm. you just feel good in your body if yeah. you're having, like, regular orgasms. Yeah. I mean, Oprah was the very first person that I ever heard say that when I was a little girl, was mm. you cannot give with an empty cup. And that is what you're saying, is... I think a lot of people are very empty sexually. Oh, my gosh. People are just empty. Yeah. That's really what it is. And it does go also with my interest with Tantra Mm -hmm. that I'm not saying just to go fuck a bunch of people. 
No. Have I done that? Yes. But that's actually ultimately not satisfying. No. And you you picked up so many other people's energy by the end of that that there's so much cleanup required that you're not even aware of because you don't even know where that energy is probably been stored. I mean, possibly in your G-spot, but who the fuck knows? Right. So that is a risk that you take on beyond just STIs and things like that. Yeah. And I think I might have mentioned it in another episode that – I did have an intuitive tell me that, oh, you have to be really careful because you're taking on other people's problems and then they feel really good when they have sex with you because you're processing their problems through your body. Mm-hmm. That's not good. So mm-hmm. if you find yourself doing that, stop. Um, stop. Uh, have good energetic boundaries before you actually have sex with someone. But that level of energy exchange that can happen mm-hmm. literally just like fills up your aura. It well, can be amazing. I mean, that's Tantra, is connecting with the divine. Yes. And so if you're connecting, you're merging with someone else and communicating through each other with the divine in a way, Yeah. who doesn't want that? I want that. I mean, you're literally using your body as a channel for the divine. Which is such an interesting thing because a lot of people spiritually believe I don't want to speak for a lot of people, but I have heard like in my own background with Christianity that you speak to the Holy Spirit because speaking directly to God is like difficult because the language barrier, because you Mm -hmm. don't even exist in the same way. Yeah. And so it is difficult to communicate directly to the divine. And so I do wonder about that with Tantra because you're communicating in a very different way without the use of words, Mm -hmm. without the use of language. Right. It's that energetic mm-hmm. language. Yeah. And there's some beautiful things with Tantra that are very easy to incorporate in your own relationship. And this is probably one of the things that Scorpios love. Eye gazing mm-hmm. is super intense. And well, Scorpios and are kind of stares. <laughs> yeah. It's the window to your soul. Mm-hmm. And that's why some people don't enjoy being around Scorpios is because they feel excessively exposed. Mm-hmm. And Scorpios aren't afraid to continue that penetrating stare even as they see someone get more and more uncomfortable yeah well part of that again is yeah they're kind of enjoyment of that yeah (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna lie and say i don't enjoy making people squirm it is uh yeah fucked up I think that was the end of that. I was like, what is it, Amber? Give it to us straight. I'll say it for you. I wasn't going to say fucked up, but it's fun Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, this is making you uncomfortable. I'm going to push it just a little (laughs) bit more. So I am around Amber all the time. So I'm around (laughs) this Scorpio who's very tuned into like energy and all sorts of you know, lovely things. And I will say that one of my proudest moments was using that trick on another Scorpio. And so staring at them or. Yeah. So I had run into them at a bar and I was talking to them Mm -hmm. and I could see like, oh, who's going to break first? Who's going to do this? (laughs) It's not going to be me. And so this whole group of people are having this conversation around us and I could feel like us kind of having our own experience. Yeah. That just made me laugh out fucking loud because I just <laughs> took a step closer to him and he fucking tripped over himself. <laughs> to back like, up. Yes. <laughs> oh, I would have loved that. So I was like, oh, this is delightful. It I is do fun. see why they yeah. do that. No, I'm like, I do like to see people squirm a little bit. Yeah, uh, it was great. So try it. that out with the Scorpio. Can you outstare the Scorpio? <laughs> Give it a whirl. Let us know. Well, and 
that's so interesting because you chose to step forward. Oh yeah, when a lot of people choose to step back, right? You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this (laughs) even slightly more. Oh, I listen. I've learned. (laughs) You've watched enough. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you are bold, sir. We are in this group, and neither of us are talking, and people are swimming in conversation (laughs) around us. Watch this. Watch this. Hold my whiskey. Okay, so does that answer your question? That's I do think it would change the world. Oh, I think it would be great. I mean, what do they say? The average hug is three seconds, and in order for it to be therapeutic, it needs to be 20 seconds or more. Something like so that. So simply the level of connection that we have in this country is so severely mm-hmm. lacking, mm-hmm. and we see the divisiveness that exists in this country. It's It has nothing to do with politics. That is a symptom of a much larger problem. Of disconnection. Yes, of disconnection yeah. to the divine of disconnection to self and of disconnection to each other because you know this is the thing that actually stood out for me the other day we were with a couple of friends and we were just hanging out chatting talking about love all the shit we talk about spirituality yada 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 and it occurred to me oh my gosh we're all struggling to love ourselves and it's this huge fucking hurdle Mm -hmm. and instead of struggling to love ourselves skip that step because it's not it that could literally take lifetimes right Mm -hmm. so what if instead of doing that which is what i think energy work is what i'm about to just describe okay is you allowed the divine to love you yeah instead of worrying about do i love myself Mm -hmm. or how do i love myself or how do i accept myself or how do i see my own worth Mm -hmm. stop See yourself through the eyes of the divine. So you have to allow that love to enter your system. Yeah. And that is truly, I think, the work that I've been doing, which is seeing light enter through my crown chakra from the divine. Yes. And it's also a big practice that takes a long Mm -hmm. time to feel the effects of. But stunningly different outcome than all the years I'd spent trying to love myself. Mm -hmm. Because there's no guidebook. How do you love yourself when you live... In this world of fucked up media and insane beauty standards. Right. So anyway, give that a try. Mm -hmm. I love that. And again, going back to Tantra. And Tantra can be done by yourself. Like you don't, if you don't have a partner to do this with, you can look up some techniques. There's energy things you can do on your own. And in Tantra, you are taking on the god and the goddess. Oh, I love it. So you are totally like bringing that energy into like you. Like integrating those yes. two energies so into So you're yourself. thinking about that. As you're having sex, you're consciously bringing that energy in. Yeah. And the other thing that Tantra tells people to do is make time for sex that is sacred, mm. where it's like, don't just have sex after dinner and maybe you're drunk and maybe you like roll over and you're yeah. like, hey, you want to fuck or like whatever. Sure, that's fun too. I'm not discounting yeah. that. But to actually schedule that time with your lover, to be like, no, we're going to have sex right now, and then make it a whole thing. Like, are you feeding each other? Are you massaging each other? The fucking connection. That's what you're describing is a level of connection. And question for you. I don't know as much about Tantra as you do. So when I'm hearing you say this, the immediate reaction I'm having is, oh, my gosh, everyone should be doing Tantra by themselves first. You should not be starting with a partner. You Actually, it is highly recommended that you start by yourself. Okay. Because I'm like, that's missing a whole big chunk of it. Yeah. How can you connect with someone when you're not connected to yourself? Yeah. I mean, if you have someone to start with, lovely. Way more fun. Way way easier to keep up with your lesson plan. It is. (laughs) Um, But... If you don't, don't feel like you can't start now and do things on your own because there's plenty of things that you can do that are lovely. Yeah. And again, 
that will help you feel better. And it's interesting when you're saying, how does the divine love me? Like, I totally get when people are like, oh, you can't love other people before you love yourself or like whatever. Um, See your own beauty before you get validation from other people. But sometimes it's like a lot of women don't know that how their pussy is supposed to look or they have this vision from porn. And so sometimes it is nice to have like a lover say porn. My gosh. Yeah. yeah, To be like, no, you are beautiful. Or like your, your pussy is perfect or great or beautiful. Normal. I mean like sexy, whatever. Cause yeah, they want to bang, but like normal, it's just fucking normal. Let's start there. Like, you can't see your beauty sometimes. Like yes, sometimes it's very that difficult. Is hitting a lot of discord in me lately. That used to be something that I would say to people. And the more I haven't said it in a while, I've tried to really remove that from my vernacular because the more I hear it, the more incongruent it feels because it literally is a shame cycle. Mm-hmm. It starts this whole waterfall effect of, oh my gosh, I can't love myself, so I'm not going to be able to love anybody else. That's bullshit. That's not true. We know that's not true. You mm-hmm. can love your kids. You can love your pets. You can love your parents. You can love your siblings without loving yourself. We know that to be true. Yeah. I know that that is true. Mm-hmm. And so this shame cycle of telling each other, you got to love yourself to be able to love someone else. Yeah. That fuck is bullshit. Up. Yeah. Fuck, fuck off. Figure it out. Fuck right Start off Start loving yourself. Yeah. I can't with that anymore. And if that works for people, that's cool. And I'm sorry that I've said it in the past and just like moved through it without really feeling it or thinking about it. It is not true to me anymore. So give yourself a fucking break. Yeah. Stop feeling like you have to love yourself. It's this task that for some people is going to be insurmountable. And like you said, sometimes it's more than one lifetime that you're learning yes. this lesson. Often. Oh gosh, So yes. many lifetimes. Probably thousands. <laughs> because the whole point of being here is to connect with the divine. And so we get wrapped up again in this self-love talk. I don't, this, I don't think that's what it is. Yeah. I think you got to get back to the divine. And it's that connection that you're talking about that is going to lead you to that space. Yeah. And when and if we talk about we're all part of the divine and we're all fragments of this mirror, yes. then I think hit the pause button. I'm feeling like you have to love yourself. If it's not happening, if it doesn't feel like that's workable mm-hmm. for you, stop. Stop pushing it. Or maybe you just need someone to <clears throat> break the, like, chip away at it just a yeah. little bit for you. So yeah. it's like, okay. If that person can love me, then maybe there's something inside of me that's lovable. Yes. And so, like, um, I I don't know. Like, when I tell Leah that she's beautiful and then she makes some stupid face. Yeah, when I, like, want to hurt you. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, do you love that that was the example I went with? (laughs) So you make some face at me and I'm like, but are you now calling me a liar? Right. Are you saying that I don't see your beauty? Like right. what what are you saying back to me then? Right. And that and that is the conversation because mm-hmm. I love you so much and I value your opinion. I like come to you all the time mm-hmm. for feedback. So then to be like and this is the one topic you must right. be absolutely wrong about. <laughs> yes. It's ridiculous. Yes. And so that's been 2019 for me is trying to receive and a lot of receiving is compliments or people's feedback without filtering it through my own bullshit filters, which simply can't be true anyway, because I know that I am a part of the divine and I am an anointed child of the divine. Mm -hmm. Like, so this is just old bullshit that I have filters of built into my system from a fucked up system. Yeah. That's it. 
Totally. No big deal. So now that we've spent like the whole episode answering the one question that you forgot to ask me yet last week. We or what? I keep probably, saying last week, but like two days ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. We should probably let our listeners know right now that this is going to be a longer episode. <laughs> so you should have picked up on that from the last episode. But I'd love to talk about Scorpio and Amber yeah. loves to talk about herself. So yeah. here we are. I know. My favorite topic, me. <laughs> right. And now I'm on this love topic, and it's mm-hmm. a topic that I could talk about endlessly. Yeah. So, But when we're talking about that, it does go back to the core that Scorpios are healers. They are generally mm-hmm. in a healing profession mm-hmm. of some sort. Not always, but they do enjoy that. And when we talk about them going into these dark places – um, what that is is because they want to help you transform that and they want to help heal that in you. Yeah. It is that whole thing that we talked about on Wednesday of Scorpios are comfortable in the life, death, rebirth cycle. Mm-hmm. And so that is what makes them excellent guides and healers through very dark spaces because not a lot scares them. And yeah. so they can go as your healer into very dark spots, whether it be you have entities on you or you've mm-hmm. experienced excessive trauma that is frightening to a lot of people or shuts a lot of other people down. Yeah. They can walk with you and hold your hand and guide you out of that space. Some other things that we didn't talk about, we generally talk about what the sign rules. On Scorpios, they rule the sex organs. This should not be surprising to anyone who <laughs> hangs out with Scorpios. Um, and again, that's your power source or that's a place where you have a lot of weaknesses. So Scorpios can be prone to STIs. Um, if Saturn is going through Scorpio in your chart, transiting it. like Or if you have Saturn in Scorpio it. natally. Yes. Yeah. That's something to just like be a little bit more cognizant of. Yeah, I think the year that Saturn went through Scorpio, I, like, didn't even have sex, like, one time. I was like, I don't know. My chances are really high. I'm not doing the shit. I have it natally in my chart, so I'm hyper aware of it, and I am a germaphobe to begin with. And mm-hmm. so it, like, creates a level of, like, you know, right awareness that is intense. Mm-hmm. Scorpios, like I've said, going back to the sex organs, they like to be seen as sexual most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, but then they kind of go into a weird thing sometimes, especially when they're older, but not not even just then, where they can be very frigid. Yeah, And they, like, lock it down. And that That's can, a control thing, though, too. It is a control thing. I think you have two things operating. I mm-hmm. think if you are having a frigid experience before you hit menopause, particularly when we're talking about females, yeah, that there's something else going on. Now, if you hit menopause and you mm-hmm. go into that different stage where all of a sudden you want to be a witch in the woods Uh Mm -hmm. it is it reminds me a lot of shamans Mm -hmm. when scorpio women age they kind of leave the world in a way yeah and they go into a very different space where they're more internally focused Mm -hmm. and i think that their magic heightens as you would imagine like a witch or a shaman yeah like after 50 yeah kind of a thing so but in general, they're very sexual beings. They come across very sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when Even I was... Even in like a turtleneck, they're yeah. going to be like still going to look just as sexy or sexual as yeah. someone in like a bustier and like high heels. Yeah. It is another one of their obnoxious superpowers where you're like, wow, you are really fucking annoying. <laughs> Do I have to be naked, like, to be noticed next to you? What is the actual deal? Yeah. So with that, they flirt with unconsciously. Like, they just – it comes out in their conversation. It's just sexual energy oozing off of them. Like, it is really uncontrollable. Like, it's – you can control it, obviously. But it's, like, um, unconscious a lot of the time. Right. 
Yeah. No, I'm just like, I'll flirt with just about anybody. Oh, I've <laughs> seen it, y'all. And it's like, oh, this didn't mean anything. I was just talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> Again, don't plan a wedding. <laughs> don't get involved. Um, Scorpios also speaking on that tend to be good conversationalists too. Yeah. Oh, they, why no, 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 no. I think that they are. Because uh, I think that they are. It's just they don't have the same charm as a Taurus or a Libra who feels compelled to make other people comfortable. Oh yeah, no, 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 yes. no, no, no. They uh, Scorpios do not feel compelled to make you <laughs> yes. feel comfortable at all. So I don't want people walking away being like, "Oh great, I'm going on a first date with a Scorpio." This is no, crazy and no. like vibe. No, no, Mm-mm. it's not. It's not no. going to be like being out with a Gemini or a Libra. Or a right? Taurus they don't care about your comfort unless yeah. they already care about you. Then yeah. they overly care about your comfort. Yeah, but. They, if you can get into a good conversation with them, they can If be you can great. capture their attention. Okay? That's really no. what we're saying. If you can't capture their attention, it's going to be awkward as fuck, y'all. But if you do, then you, they are great. They're lovely. Yeah. I love them. You don't have to convince me. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't want to set people up for this whole plan of like, I hope I sit next to a Scorpio at a bar. Yeah. yeah. No. No, 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 no. I feel very inclined to not talk to people. I will say this, though. As mm. someone who has struggled with uh, a phobia of flying, my absolute favorite people to sit next to on planes are, are – um, middle-aged Scorpio males. Mm. They are very caretaking in that role. (laughs) I often have to sit down and immediately say to the person sitting next to me, I just need to give you a heads up. I can be a little bit skittish on planes. I apologize in advance. And I also might grab your thigh. Is this going to be a problem? Because I will be hyper cognizant if it is. And those businessmen, they usually (laughs) don't bulk at it at all. (laughs) They usually will order rounds, too. I'm like, yay. And you'll hold my hand? That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I've had to hold her hand on a plane before. More than one time. They offer. That's the nice thing about Scorpio. Oh, yeah. They offer. (laughs) I'm like, I don't have to beg. Even better. I don't know if I offer. You don't. (laughs) You know when you offer? When I've grabbed and, like, dug my nails into your thigh. Right. And And then you offer. Okay, here's my hand. (laughs) Yeah. Let go of me. Hold my hand. Uh, yeah, that. Okay, so you mentioned going out on a date with a Scorpio. Yes. I do want to prep people. If you go out on a date with a Scorpio and that person is interested in you, it will feel like um, a job interview. And even if they aren't that interested, maybe they're just trying to figure out if they're interested in you or not. And so on a date with a Scorpio is where I've I've felt like I've had to answer the most questions and where they're just firing questions at you. It's not like even in a conversational way. It's just like, okay, so, oh, another question, another question, another question. Yeah. I love it. I'm I'm so often the person who's that. Asking questions. Yeah. When I used to go on Tinder dates, multiple times I've had people say to me, so you've asked me like a hundred questions, but you've yet to answer one of mine. Yeah. <laughs> like That's kind of how Scorpios yeah, are in general. I love it. I'm like, let's go toe to toe. Yeah. No, Leah asks so many questions. <laughs> I'm, I hate having to give Leah a report on anything. <laughs> you and then she'll be like, Scorpio, you would have answers. I know, but it's always stuff I'm not interested in. I'm like, I don't know what that person's <laughs> grandmother like did on her anniversary and how she met her husband. It didn't come up in conversation. And Leah's like, how could it not? And I'm like, what? No, we did not get into that. So. She also never asks about people's dogs. So annoying. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to live vicariously through everybody else who has a pet right now. Okay, well, I can't always think about that. All right, well, for my birthday, January 17th, mark that down on your calendars. Please send me all your dog and cat photos. 
Oh, that's so sweet. I would love it. Or bunnies. You can send me dick pics. <laughs> that would work best for me. <laughs> can I just get on my soapbox right now? Oh, you're always on a soapbox. I am tired of all of these women being like, don't send me a dick pic. I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? And people being like, oh, women's bodies are attractive and men's bodies aren't. I don't get that. I do not get that, and it makes me angry. I do get it. I do get it, but I also understand your stance, and it is a very valid point, and I want to make sure you get to stay on your soapbox. (laughs) But I think that it was Elaine from Seinfeld who said something along these lines, and I think it, like, triggered – a whole avalanche of people being like, thank you, Elaine, for saying this. What? I think she said something about women's body or women are beautiful and men's bodies are utilitarian. Okay. The point being that we'd all, you know, if you look at art through the ages, it's mm-hmm. just naked women because we all like are happy to stare at a beautiful naked woman. There are also naked men that it's in art. Yeah, I think that if you, like, statistically, though, it's higher on average to see women. fine, whatever. Anyway, the point is, me being one of them, Mm -hmm. I will speak for the masses who disagree (laughs) with you, which is all women are so beautiful. All women. And I'm not saying that all men aren't beautiful. It's just the penis is a little awkward. I'm like, oh, gosh, this thing. No, no. You always want to whip it out. You always want to touch people with it. And I'm like, (laughs) give me a second. Just give me a second to warm up to it. Fine. A lot of women need to warm up to this whole idea. But I'm stop telling men to just stop altogether. (laughs) I'm like, stop it. (laughs) Stop telling them. Here's the thing. I think that you are right and wrong. I think you are simultaneously both. I I don't want to, like, be having Harvey Weinstein problems because of this with you. Right. Just, like, keep it in your pants. Get explicit consent. Or just send them all to Amber. She will just adore the shit out of you and tell you how great that dick looks. Yeah. I like to share all of my dick pics with her. And I, I make sure, though, before I share them. Just before people start to say I haven't gained consent, uh-huh. I always ask if I can show my best friend, and they love that anyway. So it's like, <laughs> oh, gosh. And I have to tell them what she said, and I'm like, thank God she's got positive feedback. <laughs> Somebody's got something to say to you. Anyway. No, so, so the point where mm-hmm. you're absolutely right, though, is when we get into these places like Fet Life and into these kink communities where we see so much body positivity, it does not always extend to men. It really doesn't. Right. So I think that that's And I get really, correct. really angry about yeah. it. I'm like, oh, so you have a picture up on like something like Fet Life. Your profile picture is literally your vulva. Yeah. But a man has his dick up and now you're going to talk shit and about him and you're going to shame him yeah. and you're going to like talk badly about him. And I'm like, I didn't want to see your vulva. Put well, your pussy away. Yeah. But and that's part of toxic masculinity is here we are all out here talking shit to people's dicks. I don't know why we are. I don't know why we are. And I am also tired of the small dick shaming. That yeah. also fucking annoys me. I, well, anything that you are making fun of somebody's body that they can't, can't change. change. That yeah. that's just how they were born makes me tear up with rage. Yeah. Because And that's why you're right. Why would you shame someone for how they were born? Like no. I say no. Well, and that's the thing about FetLife is it's explicit consent to share nude photos. So if you're going to go into a space like that, you have absolutely no right to talk shit to anybody about their physical body, whether it be a size issue for, like, if you like smaller bodies. 
I see that too, where I'm like, what the fuck is actually happening here? You don't deserve to be in the space because you don't know how to act appropriately. So I'm not even talking about fet life. I'm just talking about like conversation. And no, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying that make sure you have consent to show your dick. And if you're in a space where there's explicit consent, I'm just going back to also that women are always like, oh, no, bigger is better. I'm like, it's no. not. Have you been with a gigantic man? Because I have. And you know what? It's a lot of fucking work. So I don't want to go to the other jobs alone. Oh my gosh. I've That's cut an undertaking. the inside of my mouth just horrifically on my teeth before. It's like, this is too much. Yeah. But I'm also not talking badly not, that person not shaming or shaming them. Either. Right. I'm not. But also, there's. It's just weird that we've decided that there's, like, a right way to have a dick. Yeah. Especially when you get into, like, cut and uncut. I'm like, y'all, it just doesn't fucking matter. Okay. So, sorry you guys all had to listen to my rant that Leah has to listen to. All the time. All right. That was. (laughs) Is anybody still here? I don't think so. Is anybody still listening? I don't think they are. I I think they all gave up. (laughs) They're gone. <laughs> They're like, this is wild today. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? We haven't even gotten to the, like, actual questions. I know. Okay, so let's see. What else do I have on my list here? Uh, that Scorpios will omit when they're lying. Mm. Um, mm. They will just not answer. Or I think of Scorpios as leprechauns. Where it's like, they'll, where it's, you know, with the leprechaun, it's like, oh, you've agreed to something. And so you mm. think that that's what it is. But it's like, oh, no, they wordsmithed you. That's the and universe, too. Oh, the Scorpios universe. Scorpios in the universe. <laughs> yes. This could be a secret that I'm letting out. That yeah, it is. I'm still going to ask that question. It so is. Okay, but it could be chin. considered yeah, a no. secret. So... They will not answer you directly or they'll answer in some way that it's not. No, as soon as. Really, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, pay more attention and you'll start to pick up on it because it'll actually be a shift in the way that they typically talk. It was yeah. like how I knew I wasn't going to be seeing a particular Scorpio when they sent me something that was like suddenly one word response, which was <laughs> unusual for our exchanges, and not a real response. But then they get to tell you that they didn't lie. Yes. Yeah. They, it'll often just start paying attention to things that seem elusive. Yeah. That's how you like really hone in on that. Or it's like, like you ask a question truths. and they answer it, but they've like reworded it. Yes. Is yes. But not in a I'm gonna reword it and so I, I'm telling you that I hear you. It's like, no, I've reworded it so I'm answering a different question now. A different question or I'm answering it in such a way that it sounded similar. It's though. very yeah. Here's here's what I'm saying. And they know exactly how to, like, make you feel comfortable so you dawdle off and you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, everything's good. And it's like, yeah. yeah. So omitting is where Scorpios are going to go first yeah. in lying. Um, and they will often lie if they're keeping other people's secrets because, yes. again, they're protecting someone else's information. So don't push them to tell you stuff that they've sworn to, like, keep hidden. And then if you just keep pushing them, then maybe they'll turn into liars. But Yeah, and they are calculating so they can yeah. hold a lie and they can map it out so that they don't typically get caught. But yeah, they're going to start by omitting, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Level one. Level one. Um, but with that and 
talking about liars, like, I don't think of Scorpios as big cheaters, though, in general, in their partnerships. I don't think that Scorpios like to live lies. It feels yeah. – they don't like incongruence. And right. so if you've learned nothing, they're wildly comfortable just fucking leaving. So they will leave before they cheat often. Unless yeah. – this is where it gets a little, like, mm. hazy because if they've made a commitment – and they have children involved, oh, they yeah. will not always leave because the commitment is to the children. The commitment is almost always to the children. So they may cheat, especially if your point always. Mm-hmm. Fuck your Scorpios. Oh, yeah. This is my other soapbox. Yeah. Okay. So if you're in a relationship with a Scorpio, you have to fuck them, okay? If you want them to be happy, you have to fuck them. You have to have sex with them. Do not be withholding of sex. It just is not going to help your relationship in any sort of way. Don't always be on your phone because they like a high level of emotional connection. And so if you're always on your phone or distracted with something else, no one's getting anything out of that. You either. That's not a full circuit. So they also, just like me, are going to be high on a full energy exchange. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you feel that shift, like if you're continuing to put in and you feel like you're not receiving, that would be like your first alarm bell that something has dramatically shifted in your relationship. Exactly. You're going to know when things are going sour with your Scorpio because they'll have let you know that they're unhappy before that They will become really cold and really distant. That is another like Scorpio tactic. Okay, so I am going to tell a story, even though this is already going to be like the longest episode that I um, had sex with a Sag and he was on a break very short break from his relationship with a Scorpio and This is just another example though of Amber's level of fuckery because we were at a friend's house party Settle down. We don't need to get into the details of what all happened. We do not need to go. I was not relaying any of that information. What I was relaying was, so we had sex, and it was awful. It was awful. And I was like, hey, um, like, tap, tap. Uh, I know why your relationship is going badly with your girlfriend, and that's because this, is this what you do? This is like you all the time? This is like you having, this is is you bringing game? Yeah. Yeah, no, this is awful. And I wouldn't have worded it quite so harshly if it was any other sign but a Sag. Because Sages yeah. are very blunt. Yeah. And you and jokesters and, like, whatever. Because then we ended up, like, hanging out and, like, like eating Twizzlers or something <laughs> random and, like, continuing <laughs> this conversation for, like, so long. Where I was like, no, really, like, it was so bad. <laughs> As I'm, like, sitting there, like, eating candy and, like, feeding him candy and still, like... No, really. And here are the ways that it was just really bad. <laughs> so I hope that that helped his relationship. I don't know if it helped his ego, but he was fine. Again, he was a sad. Well, was it like, sounds like he got off is my guess. So, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So real chill. Yeah. He was, he was in a very great, relaxed, very relaxed. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So fuck your Scorpios. Keep them happy. Yeah. Those are the, those are the rules that we have so far. And they'll keep you happy. That's the full circuit. That's the other beauty of Scorpios. They will keep you happy. Yeah. I just want people to make sure that they know that, like, we're not just saying bow down to your Scorpios. Totally. The exchange rate is great there. Yes. Exactly. When Scorpios are happy, they are very, very giving. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Scorpios um, often will say no first, even if it's something that they want. And that's just like, do you want to go out to lunch? No. Like, okay. <laughs> Do you want to hang out? No. And then later you're like, 
oh, well, you said no. It's like, oh, well, yeah, I want to do that. Well, yeah, I wanted to ask you. I didn't want you to ask me. Oh, yeah, I think that's always what your point is, uh, that Scorpios like it to be their idea. Yeah. Okay, um, Scorpios have trust issues. They don't take things at face value. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much like most of my things. Oh, rule enforcers. Uh, first yeah. of all, never play a board game with the Scorpio. Oh, they are very much unfun. Well, we just want to make sure that everyone knows what the rules are. And then once we have the rules, we just want to make sure everyone's following them. Except for the Scorpio. They're like, we're going to know the rules inside and out. Yes. And then we're going to enforce them. And because we're going to know them so well, we're also going to skirt them. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Sometimes. Maybe not in a board game. Because we're going to be very particular and sticklers. But in life, always. Yeah. No. Scorpio's like, well, I know when they can be bent the rules but you don't know that (laughs) you don't know how to appropriately bend the rules yes you should follow them explicitly yes so so i will enforce them so that you remember yes so keep that in mind with your scorpios they are going to make sure that you're following the rules (laughs) they're going to be so busy follow making sure that you follow the rules yeah yeah exactly um that scorpios are watchers Similar to Aquarians, but in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Way different. Um, Scorpios are more profiling you. Yeah. Mm. Because they're going to eventually come in. Pardon me. I'm sorry. For the kill. They're <laughs> eventually going to come in. Well, that Whereas is my Aquarius point that may Scorpios never. are predators. Yeah. Because, you know, right. a scorpion is a predator. Yeah. Yeah. So they're coming into it in like a very different way, but they're not... Um, because an Aquarius isn't watching you to decide how they're going to maneuver within that situation. They're watching you because they like to have the experience of other people's emotions. And also, they love a shit show as much as they the They love person. shit shows. Actually, they love them more than the next person. Yeah. Not why the Scorpio is watching at all. The That's, Scorpio is yes. assessing their next move through yeah. your movements. Yes. And they're excellent profilers. They are. From years of experience. Oh, yeah. Um, This is another Scorpio story that I do have a friend. And I have thought this. If I was a man, I would totally track my woman's periods to know when she's ovulating because I want to know, like, what's going on. So I've often thought this is what I would do. So she is married. She's a Pisces, very sweet Pisces. And she's married to a Scorpio. And then... Um, her man just like kept accidentally finishing inside of her when she was ovulating. Mm-hmm. And then she found out that he had a period <laughs> tracker app on his phone and he was purposely accidentally finishing in her when she was ovulating. That is the most Scorpio tactic. I know. Yeah. Scorpios will do they're fucked gonna up shit. They're going to lock that shit down on double. Yeah. But like they're watching and... You just don't even know what they're paying attention to. Everything. That's what they're paying attention to is everything. And if anyone's putting, like, trackers on your phone or your car, it's a Scorpio. Like, they are insane. Yeah. 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 It's that level of commitment that I find (laughs) wildly appealing. I'm like, I don't even care where I am. So the fact that you do is just incredibly (laughs) alluring. You are really committed to (laughs) the situation. Yes. I'm like, wow, tell me more about what I did on February 12th, 1993. Right, because Scorpios will be coming with receipts. Yes. If they're asking you questions, they already know the answer. You know, where where you've been, who you've been with. They know your friends' schedules. They know everybody's schedules. Yeah, that's true. 
All right, all right, all right. Enough of your trying to avoid the Friday fuckery questions. <laughs> I'm not I trying see to. What you're doing? I'm not avoiding anything. <laughs> I think I'm going into way too much detail. You're giving away all the secrets. All the secrets. Suddenly, you were comfortable giving away secrets. Well, all, all right. the ones that I brought up. Oh, yeah. You didn't like my secrets, right? That's great. Good to know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's slide into commercial, and then we'll get back to a Friday fuckery question. All right. Bye, students. So do I get to say brought to you by, if it's like brought to you by me and brought to you by Leah for this commercial break? Does it have the same ring to it? Uh, Not the same ring, but still truth. It is truth. And I think exciting. (laughs) So if you want to have a reading with me or if you want to have a sit down reading with Leah, then let's do it. Let's chat. I know. Let's get into all of it. So Amber has a website. Yes, I do. AmberJohnson.com. A-M-B-R-E. It's very tricky. Now, we have heard some people have difficulty finding her website. So if you do, you're going to reach out to her the same way you'll reach out to me. Because my website, as much as I have, like, so many people wanting to make it, like, Mm -hmm. live, I'm apparently going to continue to be my own worst enemy. Yeah. Everybody wants to help Leah. (laughs) She refuses to let it be happening. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to reach out to Amber the same way you'll reach out to me, which is to private message us on Instagram. Reach out that way and we can get you all set up with a reading. Yes, that sounds amazing. And then maybe by our next episode, Leah will have a live website. That's fun. That would be so fun. So stay tuned and we look forward to hearing from you. Bye, students. All right, students, welcome back from that commercial break. And here we are, Friday Fuckery, Scorpio. All about Amber. All about me. Okay, Leah, let her rip. All right, so this will shock you. My first question is, what's your favorite kink? My favorite kink, I spent a lot of time trying to think of what I would answer for this. I think at its most basic, it's power dynamics. Mm. Um, Yeah, of some sort. And that can be interpreted lots of different ways. And everything that I was thinking about that I like about kink. It's like, oh, yeah, no, someone's in control. So describe that for our listeners who may not be super familiar with power exchanges and dynamics. You know, well, this is kind of interesting, at least to me, that I, for the most part, separate kink and sex. Mm -hmm. I don't actually have sex with any of my kink partners. And in that scenario, it's very easy to be like, oh, you're in charge, I'm in charge, who's, like, running this shit, mapping it out, whatever, whatever. And then um, with uh, my long-term sexual partner, though, I said something one day, I don't know, about, like, me being in charge. And he was like, don't you like me to tell you what to do? And I was like, oh, I'm the sub in this situation. And I, I guess I I'm kind of knew I'm shocked that- to hear that you were surprised. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, I was blown out of the water. I was Level like, of delusion there that is surprising. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. And Even just so, being around you two in like a bar setting or in the house, yeah. like playing board games, like any scenario at no point would have I ever been like, yeah, no, you're like anything other than the sub. Right. But in kink situations, I'm often not just the sub. And in so almost every other scenario in your life. Right. So someone just has to be clearly like 
it having more power and someone else having less power it makes me feel comfortable. Right. But even in kink specifically, I mean, in kink, it's more obvious that you would have someone be in control and someone not be in control. Yes. But in a more personal relationship, I think that that's also true for me. It's just where a lot of people will be like, I want equality with my partner. I think when you have um, that power exchange, I do like service. Mm-hmm. And so being, I, I like being a service top, but in a yeah. relationship, I do like being a service bottom as well, yeah. where it's like taking care of um, loved ones. Yeah. Does that answer your question? <laughs> it answers my question. I just am such, I would say out of the two of us, I'm not the teacher. And so I'm always like, yeah, let's breeze through it and throw out all sorts of words. And I'm trying to be a little bit more cognizant of like, huh, what would someone not know? Right. And I'm sure a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about, even as I'm talking about it. <laughs> okay. Well, but it's like, a kink episode. Right. But also when I'm saying, when I talked about cigars at the last time and I said, I like the service that's involved with that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, okay, because then I would be the one to, like, take care of the cigar for the partner, yeah. for the top, and, like, light the cigar and set the situation. And so you are servicing that other person. And so I do enjoy some aspects of that. Well, a lot of what you do is that, too, because even in the healing capacity, a lot of that is service, simply. Yeah. And when we look at relationship dynamics in general, and this is the bummer, is that we, I mean, there's memes abound about, I wanted a massage for my partner and this is how I got pregnant. But that's mm-hmm. the thing, is we should all be looking at ways to exchange service. So massage or foot soaks or doing the dishes, whatever. All of this is really power exchanges. Thank you for bringing that up. Because that is something that I do enjoy is chores that are also sexualized. <laughs> Said every Scorpio yeah. ever. I am much better about getting housework done if it is brought into some kind of power exchange. Well, that's such a good point. And it's turned sexual. <laughs> because mm-hmm. when I would go to munches, which are like kink dinners, you go and you talk about like kink-related topics. But you are dressed and oh, no yeah, one's totally doing anything. In public, it's yeah. like totally You're just having conversation yes. on different topics. Yes. Yeah, so when we would go to those, I always just mind-blown listen to people talk about because there's kink communities that exist online. And so people mm-hmm. would be in these, like, kick kink communities. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a tongue twister, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it is. And they'd have, like, service top or no not service tops they'd be what would you even call that where it's like send me a picture of you doing the dishes with clothespins on your nipples but mm-hmm. it's a lot of it was actually like day-to-day chore activities right. that you were doing yeah with this sexual capacity at or sexual component side. yeah component mm-hmm. thank you that's the c word i was looking for yeah sexual component added into it right and i was like oh how funny people are still living their lives but they've integrated the kink into it and it makes each of these activities that were mundane or just overwhelmingly boring. Oh, yeah. So much it easier to complete. them. Yeah. Yes, and it makes them more fun. Joyful, yeah. Yeah, and I'm always looking, where. how are we going to have fun with this situation? You are. So apparently you're just going to add clothespins and sex. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's more fun. So I would say, yeah, all of that stuff. This is the question that I've been wondering what your answer was going to be for months. Wow. What squicks you? Well, because not a lot squicks you. And so what squicks you? It was just like... What could it be? 
You know, I had to spend a lot of time thinking about this. I, like, almost want to guess. Okay. Okay. I think this is it. No, okay. But I was going to guess. I was like, I did have to really think about this question. Because I was like, oh, shit, what am I going to say? Well, is that what it is? The only thing I could think of was scat play. Um, I, I'm not going to say that that's, like, my favorite. I wouldn't. That wouldn't be on my list. Okay. But it didn't come up as my things squick. that squick. Me. Oh, things up. Well, let loose. What is it? Um, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I don't know if this is a, a a squick, really, but in my own personal play, I don't like to cry if I'm in a kink situation. Okay. So I when I'm being um, – if someone's, like, doing stuff to me and, like, I, so on, on, you know, hurting me, but mm-hmm. in a kink sort of way, I actually giggle. Right. And I laugh. And so I love that. And it gets me in this, like, high headspace of just laughing. How (laughs) high it makes you. I've never seen someone so high, even on drugs. Okay, but that was on my birthday. And it went on for a very long time. And I do not – that was the longest I'd ever been beat before. And it was the longest you'd ever been high. In my entire life. Yeah. No, that was insane. So much fun, though. But the whole time, I was laughing. Yes. And even one of our other friends was there, and she was like, how are you laughing through this? It it was wild. Right. So some people's pain response um, is to laugh. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of people who listen to people talk about kink or watch, excuse me, BDSM, watch BDSM activities – are confused by mm. the pain aspect. I think that we can all understand the power dynamics. That's understandable. But the pain yeah. is not understandable for people who do not experience pleasure or highs with the pain. Yes. So there is a place in your brain that tells you if something's pl- painful or pleasurable. And it's like the same spot. And so mm. for some people, I think that that's more intertwined. Clearly. It has yeah. to be. Like if right. you've ever been in a dungeon, it so obviously is. Right. But there are a lot of people who want to make people cry and they want tears to be involved. Mm-hmm. And I've been in the middle of negotiations with someone and I'll be like, no I tears. I a lot of them are Scorpio males. Every time <laughs> I've ever been in a dungeon and watched this shit, I'm like, huh, so Scorpio male doing it again. Back at it. <laughs> Loves them tears. Loves the tears. Yeah. I don't love the tears, and I don't like my bottoms to cry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that doesn't. Well, it's not fun. It's not fun. It takes the fun out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's a totally different experience. It is right. a totally different experience to watch as well. Right. And so when I'm negotiating and I tell someone no tears, for some people that's a hard no, where they're yeah. like, oh, no, that's, that's my goal is to make you cry. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's oh, not my yeah. goal. Right. And so we have very divergent goals. And so no hard feelings on anyone involved. We're just not good play partners. Yeah. So it's like, no, no, no. I want to laugh mm-hmm. because it's – I just giggle and laugh the entire time and I have so much fun. Yeah. And a lot of people do, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't. So yeah. So it's just the different dynamics and what you're looking for because that is a different way – to potentially process things that you have emotionally stagnant in your system. Yeah. And so some people do really seek out 
a top who is going to make them cry because yeah. they want to have a release. Right, if they can't cry otherwise. Yeah. yeah. And they have something lodged inside of them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's two different kinds of highs. Yes. You know, uh, I don't like the crying sort of – it's – it's a downer. I know. I like it's that. just it makes the astrology freaking me wonder so many things because it makes mm-hmm. me wonder if those people are heavier in water. It could very well be. Uh, it makes me also wonder, like, what kind of drugs do you like, like, oh, as a person? I mean, heroin, you know? right? Right. No, I know. I'm like, so <laughs> are you doing this because otherwise you'd be doing heroin? <laughs> okay, we don't really stand by that. Do not hold us to that. It's just the things that your mind wonders. Yes. We don't. Right, and I've never done cocaine, but I'm like, well, with all the giggling and the high that (laughs) that you get off of, um, you know, being beat, it it does it does mimic different drugs. That's really all that we're saying, right? Exactly. So I'm like, okay, I like uppers. (laughs) Yes, having not really done many drugs in my life, I'm like, I like uppers, and I also like to be up when I'm being beat. I know, and also lame for you because everyone you hang out with is like. Weed and liquor. Yeah. We're like, downers about. <laughs> right. I'm like, no, that's not fun. That's not okay, fun. Okay, so I don't know if that's really a squick. It's just a personal boundary that I don't like to go I don't think people. it's a squick because it's not a visceral reaction. Right. So I, I went further. <laughs> I appreciate that. I okay. want to look at your paper, but I'm not. Okay, so, but I think it's related to the tears. Okay. It is, I don't like heavy play. For BDSM. Which you're going to have to explain that in general because we don't know what that means. I don't – well, I don't like it if it looks like the bottom isn't having a good time. Okay. Um, And where it looks like the pain is so much uh, that it just – where it starts to look more like it's abuse than it's a kink situation. So rarely is abuse and we acknowledge that. Totally. It's just like I don't enjoy porn that looks like you're actually kidnapping someone and they're an unwilling participant and you're actually beating the fuck out of them. That's why I don't like CNC. It's not for me. Yeah. So Consensual, non-consensual, you're – Look it up if you have more questions. I don't want to get into it right now. But right, so I just and I'm not even saying that that squicks me. I never. Do you know what I mean? It's it really is something that looks like abuse of like punching in the face or Mm -hmm. um some where the bottom is crying or uh, yeah Mm -hmm. I do not like that. It makes me very uncomfortable. I can feel my stomach tighten up when I'm like seeing those images, and. Again, watching someone be beat and tied up, it's like, okay, but are they also getting orgasms? Not that I get orgasms when I'm tied up Mm because I don't do any sexual stuff with my partners. But is that person still looking like they're having, like, a good time and enjoying what's happening to them? Mm -hmm. And I just don't like it when it looks like they aren't enjoying what's happening to them. Right. And that's your own lens that you're seeing that through. Yes. And my own perception and then... If you did see something like that in a dungeon, that would be a time when you would, like, walk away. It's very nuanced, though. So it's so rarely out of any kind of bounds because there's so much communication that's happening with play partners. Yeah. But even, like, with porn and stuff, like I was saying, I'll just shut that Oh, porn in particular. See, this is a side note on this, which is (laughs) there's really not much that I've ever seen in a dungeon. Not that I spent a ton of time in a dungeon, but we Mm -hmm. did have a year pass, so we did go. Um not much in the dungeon ever made me that uncomfortable compared to when I watch porn. 
it is so fucked up some of the shit that's out yeah. there and you're not seeing any conversation regarding consent happening in porn which mm-hmm. is the real travesty of porn mm-hmm. is that it is filling people's minds with some bullshit about what's appropriate yeah and because i'm open about that i'm interested in kink that sometimes people will just be like oh okay and they'll like send me gifts but mm-hmm. they are like very extreme, and I'm like, "Ooh, yeah. you don't know me, and this is where you're starting." Yeah. Is this kind of imagery like I don't like that? I just think even when you're in kink communities like FetLife, it's surprising because you have a level of assumption that these people have played before or have received education, like they've actually sought out education or they've mm-hmm. actually ever been in a dungeon. Mm-hmm. So if you do go on FetLife, that is a side note to keep in mind: is that. Some of these people that you are potentially interacting with have not even picked up a book, have not looked online, have totally. not educated themselves at all. And yeah. so they are also going to potentially be sending you messages that are a little shocking and yeah. inappropriate. Yeah. And so you have to be really aware of your own boundaries in those spaces. What you want to let into your own brain. Yes. And, you know, on Craigslist sometimes because, again – Craigslist personals. I've told you guys on this show before that I used to like read them as bedtime stories. <laughs> I loved them so much. And so fuck you, Craigslist. Take it away from me. But um or I guess I should say fuck you, sex traffickers who, who took it yeah, away from fuck me. Fuck you, sex traffickers. I want to say that all day. Right. So I would look up kink ads sometimes just to like see what was on there. I never answered any of them, just wanted to see what was up. And <laughs> Some of the things that people would say on there, I'm like, is that, I guess it's kink, but they would basically be like, come over. I'm not even going to talk to you. I just want to beat the fuck out of you. And it's like, mm, no. Because no. you have to have a conversation prior. Yeah. I'm like, no. And they would, again, be talking about, like, punching in the face or, like, I just want to, like, punch you until you're, like, I mean, that's, down on that the ground. squicks me. Punching in my face squicks me. Yeah. Like, please don't do that. So I don't like things that are that heavy and there are players who really really do like i mean i'm not gonna lie that's more dangerous yeah Mm. i mean there is a particular dom that um did play a little bit harder and man was it sexy to watch and it wouldn't be something that i would typically say would appeal to me because i am Mm -hmm. like a little bunny who scares easily but it's the level of control and confidence you have to have and mastery over your own self and skill to be able to actually participate at that level because you can't yeah. really fuck someone up. Exactly. And so to be able to do that safely is incredibly sexy. What was uh, There was a teacher and she was like, we want to hurt you, but we don't want to actually harm you. Yes. Yes. And, it's like, and so to yeah. walk that... Very Knight's fine line. Edge yeah. is impressive to watch. Yes. And the level of trust that exists between players mm-hmm. is also just so sexy. And again, right. that's very scorpionic, plutonic energy because at any moment you could damage someone to the point where there's no coming back from it. They won't, I'm not saying they're gonna die, but like you could harm someone yeah. where they'll have like lasting damage from it. And oh yeah, you have, could have nerve damage. You could, oh, you could have, lose an eye. Right. Like, like there's things happening right. depending on what's going on in right. a scene. That accidents happen. You have to go into yeah. any sort of kink knowing that there is a potential for an accident to happen. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think it's beautiful to watch people be that vulnerable and to trust someone that much to be able to engage in that activity. Mm-hmm. And so I can only imagine the high that you get off of that when you are either the top or the bottom yeah. in that sort of an exchange. Mm-hmm. And people so. don't think that the top gets high in the in the same way. And I will say a top high is different for myself mm-hmm. than a bottom high, just being a very well, squishy person. Well, it has person. to be just because the chemicals that are being released for the bottom yeah. mm-hmm. are so much more extreme potentially. But as the top, I feel like that's where I'm getting the energy off of you. Yeah. It's like the bottom is like throwing off all of this energy and it's like – it like makes you like lightheaded almost as the top. Yeah, I bet. To I, feel that energy off that person. As a top. I, it does make you wonder, are tops in general more energetic? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. All these questions I have now. So anyway, back to the questions I've <laughs> All right, turn into a kink class. <laughs> yes, it always does. It does. I'm like, have we talked about consent yet today? <laughs> I know. We should. And now all of it goes back to consent. What yes. are you consenting to? What are your boundaries? And also to negotiate for what you want, not for what you don't want. Yes. Negotiate for what we you want. want. Mm-hmm. Negotiate for what you want. Yes. That is literally a life lesson. I was about to even say there's that statement, everything I need to know in life I learned in kindergarten. But Mm -hmm. I think that's true about a dungeon too. It's like everything I needed to know I learned in a dungeon. In a dungeon. (laughs) Yes. Life lessons just everywhere in a dungeon. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we know that you gave me the hard no on the question mm. on Wednesday regarding... Was it? I thought I said, mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> that didn't no, seem you hard. you said no. Oh. You said, I th- I'm pretty sure you started with no or no. I can't <laughs> oh, even remember because okay. it made me laugh. <laughs> um, and then you maintained it. So I was like, okay, this is a hard boundary that she's drawn. Oh. This is fun in a not fun way because uh-huh. um, I like secrets. Mm. So I was an asshole who revealed... That Scorpios are always testing people. Mm. And Mm. so now I'm wondering, is there a secret that you would feel comfortable sharing with us? Um, no. No, no, I don't think so. Okay, so you don't have any secret that you want to tell us right now? I will say, you know, what we were just talking about before the commercial, that Scorpios bring receipts. Yes. And that they already know things before they're I'm sorry. Like are you telling them? us something that you already told us and we're supposed to receive this as if it's a secret? Yes. Yeah, no. I'm okay. not playing that No, game. but it goes – it relates to your testing thing. How? Please expand on that thought. Because part of the testing is um, – Okay, well, okay, so part of the testing (laughs) is, let's check what you're saying. So, okay, okay, like, here, like, let's see this situation. I already have your mileage or, like, whatever. I'm just using that as an example. I have not. that's a secret. I have not actually (laughs) ever written down anyone's mileage. Um, I don't even write down my own mileage when I used to have to do it for business. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I went somewhere. I went oh somewhere else. Oh, my gosh. Else. Side note. Give me a fucking break. You do so little to track your own shit that would be actually <laughs> helpful and serve you in your own life compared to how much you deal with tracking other people's stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, that was, yes, that's just 
one way that a Scorpio might be watching something and then ask you, oh, where did you go? You know, that sort of thing. is. Yeah, kind they of didn't important. really care because they already knew. So if you've got mm. questions like that, incoming. <laughs> I don't know how you, like, protect from a technological aspect from somebody tracking you. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. Which could be why I've never nailed down a Scorpio. They're like, you don't even know how to play this game. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, mm. Yeah, so anything else that you might want to, like, illuminate on the tests question other than this weird mileage side note that you've given us? Well, I will say that I didn't want to talk about this even a couple years ago. Leah had had a conversation. It wasn't even with the Scorpio. It was a cancer. And And then she was telling me, like, what had been said, and I was just staring at her. Because it was so obvious to me that it was a test. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Sitting in my mom's car. Out in the back. I remember sitting in your car. So don't worry. It's not just Scorpios that break my heart. It's also cancers occasionally. Yeah. Anyway, but this is the Highly first time. intense experiences. How can you say that you don't remember this? This is the first time I told you about tests. Oh, maybe it just was as if I'd always known once you said it. Because mm. now I'm like, oh, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, you can give the example. If I hate what you're about to say, I'll make you edit it out. Okay, so we're sitting in the car, and you're telling me these things, and I'm just getting really <laughs> uncomfortable. Because I'm like, that was really obviously a what test. What was it? What were the things? I mean, I if you – I don't, I don't, I don't remember what the test was. Okay. Okay. I was trying to hint to you on who it was. I know who it is. Okay. I know what we're discussing. Yeah. I don't even remember what he said. Okay. But it was something that he had said to you. And then the way you responded, I was like, I wanted to tell you that you, <laughs> you failed, failed the, the test. test. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't even want to tell you that because I knew that then I would have to admit that I also test people all the time. And so I was feeling like I'm listening to you tell this story and I just feel like this pressure of like oh I want to be honest with my friends but I just feel like this is really not fair to all of the Scorpios and Cancers out there they don't know that I'm about to reveal the secret and even now it's kind of you're making me say it on public record and it's just I know, you're, you're like- cruel <laughs> you're mean no. no I've had my heart <clears throat> like broken open by water signs too many times to not let other people know here's some lessons I've learned along the way so anyway, I told Leah that she failed the test, and she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, this was very clearly a test. Here's how it was a test, and here's how you failed it. So congratulations. <sighs> and then she was like, what are you talking about? And then I had to then admit <laughs> there's a lot of testing that goes on. Yep. So know that about your water sign, friends, family, lovers. I don't Pisces do it as much. I don't feel like they, they don't. don't. They don't. Yeah, I don't feel because like they Pisces do. Pisces can feel out energy the same way that a Scorpio can and kind of a Cancer, but it is different. It's that innate knowing that Pisces come in with. Yeah, so the Cancers and the Scorpios are for sure going to be testing you. Yep. Um, and let's see. Part of it is. I wish you could just remember what it was because I feel like if you could remember what it was, that would be an example that had nothing to do with you. <laughs> remember I remember this experience I don't remember anything other than the light bulb moment of you motherfuckers (laughs) well that changes everything and it did it's changed everything for me since that moment yeah so part of it is 
you know, it's that sadist energy is not always um, about pain. And it's not always physical. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's about watching a reaction. Mm -hmm. So there are tests that Scorpios and Cancers will do. And Mm -hmm. it is watching how are you going to respond to this. And I think what it ultimately comes back to, which is just it makes me feel like a sweetness towards water signs at the end of this. Well, water signs being the Scorpio and the Cancer really is. What I ultimately think is happening is you, Cancers and Scorpios, can be extremely intense in ways that are really fun. But also in ways that are equally not fun but as intense. Mm-hmm. And so that testing... I think we've proven that. <laughs> so that testing, though, is really you saying, I need to know that I feel safe. Mm-hmm. And until I feel safe, like, I can't move forward with this. I will say that that's part of it. <laughs> it is! What's the other part? Part of it is getting to know you. And it is watching how you react in different situations and when different things are presented to you. Uh-huh. Part of it is trying to gauge where you are on a level because, again, with that sensitivity mm-hmm. and it's a protective mode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess that that's it. I don't know. That's all that she's willing to say. That's that's. that's I think fair. That, that that's a lot. <laughs> And I feel like the tests could be a lot of different things. I think sometimes Scorpios play devil's advocate with people where Mm -hmm. they might say something that they don't necessarily agree with. Oh, totally. To see, to gauge somebody else's reaction. Mm -hmm. It's a bold move. I'm always impressed by people who run that game because I think Taurans, Geminis, Aquarians, and Scorpios will play that game. And I think Mm -hmm. it's so bold because if you do not make it to the finish line of this ridiculous game, Mm -hmm. then you have decided that you are willing to walk away with that person thinking you believe that. And sometimes it's a really treacherous belief that you're like pressing that other person on to give you a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very (laughs) bold move. Mm-hmm. To feel comfortable, like, taking that risk. I've never understood it. I get the payoff. It's mm-hmm. just sometimes when you play those games, there's no coming back. It creates a level of distrust for the other person that you've engaged in the game with without their consent. Yeah. I can see that. It's also, eh, I can probably win you back. Yeah. Well, that's, the, <laughs> that's the boldness, right? fortune favors the bold or whatever that statement is Mm -hmm. yeah that's the boldness of it all and what fun would it be if there wasn't a risk involved yeah so part of it though is just seeing yeah before i put myself out there emotionally like what is yeah just like the crab has the pinchers you all have Mm -hmm. the stingers stingers, right so that's that is where we land on this Mm -hmm. is be careful who you engage with and know the <laughs> risks involved, I guess. Yeah. All right. So don't fuck up your tests. <laughs> <laughs> don't fail them tests. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like a lot of watching people and 
seeing how they are I guess I wonder now moving forward and I'd love feedback from our listeners will our listeners who were not aware of this test taking experience (laughs) now be testing the Scorpio or the Cancer Mm. will that be the transition I mean maybe but are you guys really going to keep it up as long (laughs) as we do (laughs) probably not probably not Okay, it's coming in hot and heavy. So, yeah, but I, well, I'm just thinking (laughs) it's also, it does go back to, you might be so amazing that they just want to make sure that you really are the person that they think that you are. That is actually very, very valid. So I think that's one of the reasons the testing goes on longer than they just can't believe how good y'all are. It is part of it. It's like, well, and because the Scorpio heart, it can go loving all over in ways that are not in line with the Scorpio mind. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure that that's part of it is every Scorpio has been burned at least once. God damn it. I wish I was one of those people on someone's list. <laughs> you probably are. You just don't know it. I'm not. I, I know it. Uh-huh. I know that. Um, But I think that that is a very valid point. That they want to make sure they're testing their own heart to make sure that their heart is telling them the truth. Yeah. If I think you're an amazing person, um, but then when I put you in these situations and it's like, oh, but you're behaving, you're just behaving very like off from what I would expect you to behave. It's like, oh, okay, maybe there's something I don't know about this person that I actually don't like. Yeah. So I think a lot of people test in the beginning of relationships. Mm -hmm. To be, and maybe they, they don't think about vetting. it that way. We're all kind of vetting, and you should to a yes. certain extent. Like, yeah. you want to know who you're dating. Exactly. It would be weird if you didn't. So, right. I will give you that. It's just at a certain point, maybe relax in and enjoy that relationship. Yeah, I don't know if that happens. <laughs> it really? doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So, it's an endless game. And I guess that's what keeps y'all interested. Okay, so that is a. Enough of a secret, I think. Fair. I'll give you that. Okay. You, you gave a lot. All right. Okay. So, do you have any enemies? Oh, well, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I was like, don't make me out <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm sure I have enemies I don't even know about. <laughs> oh, because you can't remember shit. So yeah. You don't even remember people. Oh, my gosh. There are people who hate you oh, that you don't even remember. My gosh. Claire's like, you know, she's the girl that you fight with every year at my birthday. And I'm yeah. always like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but, but yet, weirdly, you always still manage to find that girl and fight with her. I know. I don't so, even know who she is. I know. But you two just energetically cannot be in the same space without <laughs> butting heads. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, you found her. I, Your radar located her right away. I know, but I don't ever recognize her in the moment. Like later, you guys will be like, that's the girl you're always butting heads with at these parties. And I'm like, Oh, okay. New experience for me. <laughs> but not for us. So just know that it's yeah. not fun for us ever. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You do have enemies. Thank uh, you for yeah. being honest. So enemies and people who just think I'm a fucking know-it-all. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People who think I'm aggressive, bossy. Yep. 
um, interject myself in other people's life and business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still, so far, you're just describing Scorpios, though. So, And that is people, why they have a lot of enemies. Yeah. These people just may not like Scorpios that also just like you. Yeah. It or Leo's. It's hard to say. It could be your Leo ascended too. It really depends on how <laughs> long they've had to interact with you. Some people years. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really, I feel badly for them. I'm like, whoo, you have had to put up with well, me Claire, for a long time. For instance. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think we could say here that Claire and I very strongly hated one another for 10 years. Yep. I don't it was know a solid decade. decade. At the end of that decade, but it was like a truce had been called. Yeah. And it's so ironic because, so I, Claire was my friend from high school. We like did everything together. Mm-hmm. And Amber was my sister's friend from high school. And mm-hmm. so the way that life kind of shifted, it brought us back together. And, and we it was became, when we came back together, when we both lived out of state yes. and then come back together. And then and it was my like, sister had moved away. Yeah. And so we formed this like intense bond. And so. It was so crazy, though, because I was so excited for Claire and Amber to meet because I was certain they were going to enjoy the shit out of each other because they were so similar and yet so different. (laughs) (laughs) It turned out they could not see it and they could not find any Joy in each ground. other. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. So it was we not. We could not stand to be around each other, and <laughs> yes. we were around each other a, a lot. lot. Someday we'll have to get into the Disneyland story Ooh. because that one makes Disneyland me laugh. Disneyland was I, not the happiest place on earth. <laughs> no, and I'd love for Claire to be here to tell her side <laughs> of the story. <laughs> but at any rate, the Aquarius and the Scorpio powered through it, mostly because I wasn't letting either one of them go. Oh so my here gosh. we all were trapped in this hell together. Yeah. And it's one of those things. No, it was just like one day it kind of dawned on me where I was like, God, I adore this woman. I know. Golly, she's funny. <laughs> and we can still fight even if we love each other. Oh, yeah. Okay, yes. so I don't even want to ask this question. This question squicks me, actually. Okay. Because I don't want to think about you dying, and so it makes okay. me, like, real uncomfortable. Okay, because I'm not going to actually answer that exact question. Oh, fun. Well, this is great. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. as if I'm not the actual moderator yeah. or interviewer. Yeah. This has been great. Thanks for letting me play, like, a five-year-old. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Go ahead. Ask a question. Um, how do you think you're going to die? Yeah, I don't really know. Okay. And I don't really care. Okay. Um, but I was thinking about this question because I was like, you know, trying to be a good interviewee or whatever. Um, that I was like, oh, but poor Leah always has to listen to me think about like what my funeral is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And that always concerns me more than how I got there. <laughs> It's true, and right. you can't ever know because what do you have like Uranus in the eighth house or some creepy ass? Oh yeah, that? oh yeah. Based uh, astrologically, Ugh. I'm going to die from like some totally freak unexpected accident. freak accident. Yes. So that's how it's going to be. If and that's- she's so fucking careless that it drives me crazy. I'm like, <laughs> we already know the baseline is a freak accident, so stop being a freak. So I'm saying. If it's too bad of an accident, do not put me in an open casket just for the sake of everyone. Yes, yes. But previously, I've given Leah my, – my funeral has become more and more extravagant. It's like she's taken all of her notes from every crazy birthday we've ever thrown. I know. And dumped them into her funeral. So the concerning part to me is, one, that you think I'm going to outlive you. <laughs> That's fine. We're, we've got a little four-year difference here. Okay, I guess you think that makes a difference. But – 
the other concerning part is that you assume that I'll be agile and young <laughs> enough still to pull off these feats for your funeral. Okay. And I'd like to be really old when you die. Okay. So I don't want to have to be stuffing your old ass ancient body <laughs> into corsets and fish Right. Okay. Well, so some of it I've decided I can let go okay, of. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So previously I had explained to Leah, I just want to die looking my best. Covered with glitter, a bustier, <laughs> yes. some fishnets, some bomb-ass shoes, like the whole deal. Yes. A fascinator. Yes. People should probably wear fascinators at my funeral. Clearly. Like, I just want to look my best. Okay? That's what everybody says on their funerals. Ye- they, that person looked their best. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I've never heard that at a funeral yet. I mean, anyway. So now, though... I've gone the total opposite. Oh, whoa. Yeah. You're telling me this for the first time in the blanket studio. I am. I don't even know how I feel about this. Okay. But please continue because here we are. Here we are. It's like a secret. It's an unsettling secret. You are correct. I'm fine still having a party. Okay. I just want you to know that. Okay. Okay. I still think there should be a party. Okay. Okay. I'm Good music. Good food. Oh, fuck. We better leave a playlist because we can never (laughs) agree on music. Just pick whatever you guys want. We all know you hate my music, so just pick whatever will make the rest of you happy. Okay. Okay. But now I'm like, can I just be one of those people that you just, like, throw in a bag and, like, throw under a tree and, like, bury? Like, I... That's my plan. I, I like get this plan. so annoyed with the cost of and the pollution. Yeah, like do not and put, glitter is and really bad for the environment. I don't want you to put poison in my body. No, that sounds awful. It's not a good plan, right? And so to have an open casket plan with my previous idea with the glitter and the corset and like all of these things, I was like, oh, you'd have to put poison in me. I don't like that at all. Yeah. A lot of it, in fact. We're yeah, gonna fill you up. I know. So I don't like that. Okay. And I also think it's just, like, a waste of materials to, like, take a coffin. And what yeah. are you going to preserve me for? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I, I, hate I think that that's idea. why everyone was surprised that you cared so much about what you looked like. <laughs> I think that was also our point. But, okay, we're glad you've reached this point. I think yeah. there's, like, mushroom bags that they, I'm can like, I'm totally put you fine in. with a mushroom bag. It's not my favorite, but okay, fine. So watched years and years. Some of y'all may have watched that as well on HBO when Succession ended. And you were like, what the fuck am I going to watch now that Succession ended? Um, I think that's what it's called, years and years. It's okay. so fucking anxiety provoking for me that I've okay. had to stop. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that they showed on an episode was the father died and instead of being cremated, he was like, dissolved in water or something must so have been acid weird okay i don't want to be cremated either can we just throw me in a bag yeah no I'm uh, not a plastic bag no like a linen like weird bag mushroom bags. just like and We're then gonna do it bury me and plant a tree on top of it okay. call it good what kind of tree i don't even I'm, it depends on where i die yeah because i love midwestern trees I know, and that's what I was. And like, they don't oh, do well. They don't exist. Oh, they'll up here. do great here. Climate change is on its way. Okay, so if I <laughs> live long enough for climate change for us to get like a good oak, okay. or cherry wood, okay, that sounds lovely. Okay, I'm still just gonna hope that y'all heard this. You're responsible for it. We <laughs> die in some freak accident very quickly together at a very old age. 
Your chart does not say the same with your death that mine does. No. I, but it, it doesn't mean that it can't happen that way. It's just I die at a very old age in a foreign land. Very right. happy. Right. Or content. Yes. Which I really so didn't want to die in a freak accident. <laughs> I didn't really want to die in a freak accident because that scares me a lot. Okay. I wanted to drift off in this weird foreign land that I'm apparently going to visit in my old, old age <laughs> in my sleep. That was how I like was really planning it but yeah i don't want to deal with your funeral so <laughs> if it's if this is the way it is then this is the way it is okay so that's whatever i'll die okay. however i just don't understand that not having a way that you want to die i mean i can see pros and cons from different ways i mean i think the way is that you die peacefully in your sleep um, okay. Right? Like, I don't even understand the pros and cons of it all. Well, do like, I, I know wanna, that I'm dying? I don't want to know that I'm dying. Well, I would want to know so I could say goodbye to people. Ugh. Just imagine every interaction you have with people is your goodbye. Ugh. Always? That's the gig! Welcome <laughs> to the world, babe! This is so sad. So, like... Bye, students. So now when I say bye, students, just know every time I'm saying goodbye, like this is the last time. No. So you misinterpreted that. And I don't know no, where you've been is for all this said. flippant commentary that happens regarding what I'm telling you, which is hmm. be present. Show up. Be love always when you're interacting with people so that if that's your last interaction, that was your goodbye. Okay, but that's for that other person then. That's not for that's me. For you? How is being if present I, and having an exchange no, no. with someone rooted in love not for you? Because now I'm just dying in my sleep, and I don't even know that that was my goodbye. <laughs> then that's not for me. That was for that other person. They didn't ship for me. If I don't know that I'm dying, then it's not like I'm thinking back on those lovely moments that I had with people. I thought we were supposed to live in the moment. Be in the present. We're not supposed to be trapped in our memories. If you are dying on your deathbed. Yeah, I don't want a lot of this deathbed stuff. That freaks me out too. You're freaking me out. I know. So you just want to like be active and like like everything's (laughs) fine. And then you just go to bed and it's lights out. I'm going to tell you as someone who has sat with people who are really old and with people with you, in fact, who are on their deathbed. Yes. That... It's not what you're describing anyway, so I don't want that. No, I don't want to linger. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't want that. It's That's like the worst. Yeah, no, I, I've seen some of that, and that's not So ideal. what is this magical ending that you have planned where you get to have, like, this Disney memory reel, and then you get to have everybody, like, come in and say their goodbyes, which that just stresses me out so much. That doesn't stress you out to imagine the weightiness of saying goodbye to every person you love. Uh, like, that's horrific. I don't want that. I don't know. Who wants that? It'll never be what you wanted it to be. It'll be so sad. Why? Why couldn't I know that I was dying and then have a big party? So that was what our friend Jess and I talked about, that that's a great business model. Mm-hmm. What's that thing that you get into? It's like a capsule and then they fill it with maybe gas like our other friend Alex talked about on the Virgo episode. Mm-hmm. So that was the plan As you mm-hmm. get this beautiful property. You have people drive out. They throw themselves their death party and then they load up into their capsule and they die. Okay. Okay. So I get that. I get the appeal of it. Right. 
I'm a crier though, so I'm like, yeah. oh, this does make me feel like I would cry a lot. The whole I feel like time. I could cry right now. You are crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could cry. You are crying right now because Ugh. it's too much pressure. Anyway, all right, we'll do whatever you want <laughs> for your little death. Listen, plan. I'm just gonna have a freak accident anyway. Right? Is it Uranus in the eighth house? Is that what it is that you have? Uh, no, Uranus is in my fourth house. I think it's just having eighth house in Aquarius. Oh, your means... eighth house is in Aquarius. I knew yeah. it was something Aquarian related. Right. I, I know, like, those fuckers. It? Yeah. <laughs> to the very end will be the death of me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? <laughs> Probably, Probably. going to cause yep. the fucking accident. Exactly. Yeah. But we all have to go somehow. Yeah. So, you know, it's like people who are death doulas. Like that sort of thing. Where it's like, that's kind of nice if they like help you like... Figure out what you're doing. Yeah. I've always actually thought in my, like, 50s that's the gig I want to go into is death doula. Mm. Because we adore the shit out of you listeners. It's likely that you'll get an invite to some pre-death party. (laughs) We'll keep you updated (laughs) on whatever social media exists (laughs) at that point. Maybe we'll all just be finally communicating through our minds. Yeah. And, Yeah. Well, no, I thought the death party was, like, kind of, like, a good idea, but now you've made it sound like it's not a good idea. <laughs> it's a death march. It's just I a call march. it a death party. <laughs> no. It's a very different than it's, a death march. I will come. You're making it sound really depressing. It is depressing. Do you think that people show up to a death party and don't have panic about how their last moments are going to be with this person who's dying? It is such an intense amount of pressure to make your final moments I don't even know what. Can't we just mean like, something? drag each other? Yeah, and then Shit at the end, as we're supposed to load you up in this gas capsule, everyone's <laughs> going to start to panic because have we said our final things? Yeah, There's sad. a different level of anxiety to that than being okay with where you were when someone passed Mm. it just puts a lot more pressure on it but like i said (laughs) i will do whatever feels best to you well i just want my funeral to be a party all right well you'll come hang out with us there if i'm still there okay or we'll go to it together <laughs> All right. Well, just so many awful <laughs> notes that we've ended this on because I'm staring at my best friend who's crying. And it makes me feel like I want to cry, but that seems like it won't be a good way to end this episode. So, <laughs> this has been, I don't know, fun. No, okay. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think we're going to say fun at the end of okay. this. I don't know what the students are experiencing. <laughs> I, don't I don't either, know if but they I'm like, ma- what's happening right now? They might have shut off. Oh, like an hour ago? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. So, so those, they didn't make it to the end. So the people who lingered with us to this point, thank you so much for joining us. And you always sign off first. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's my point. That's how why you have to know my funeral arrangements. Uh. <laughs> okay. Bye, students. <laughs> Bye, class.
All right, students. Um, I think Leah hates Scorpios at the end of this. I think you've healed me of my obsession with Scorpios. I'm so wildly uncomfortable with where this episode ended. <laughs> yeah, so on that note, maybe... How is it even possible that discussing a funeral instead of the way you're going to die was more depressing? That Well done, you. Well done, me. Well done. I'm knocking them out of the park for yes. this interview. So what's the homework you're going to dole out? I think that you should get together with your friends or family or loved ones <laughs> and talk about your funeral arrangements and what you want it to be like. Yeah. Because this has been so much fun. You definitely want to replicate this experience <laughs> with everyone in your life. If you have a death doula near you, bring that person in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So from the Capricorn standpoint... Since we're on the topic, it is so Scorpio-esque. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get your advanced directives together if you oh, haven't yeah. already. That's important. Yeah. Don't make your family members have to figure out what you want when you're in a hospital and you can't speak for yourself. Oh, yeah. And if you want a DNR, like, do not resuscitate, yes. then you should fill that kind of this, paperwork This, I think, out. is a part of the advanced directive. It is. And it the is. living will. So. Yeah. All of these things are so important. (laughs) This is what happens when you delve into the eighth house. Yeah. Welcome to the eighth house. The homework (laughs) just got real dark. (laughs) Well, because eighth house also rules inheritance. Yes. So you got to figure that shit out. Yep. And this is what it's like to be in a Scorpio brain. Yes. And this is why (laughs) some people enjoy Sagittarians more than Scorpios. So many. As we slide into the next grouping. (laughs) Bye, students. Bye, class.